Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Don't run away from the place you had an encounter with God. Don't. Because, you see, Every opening, every door is not doors that God opened. He can be with you to go through, but you will suffer the consequence. We'll read scripture. So look at it. He met God in Bethel. God saved him from his brother Esau who wanted to kill him. He didn't stay. He only built an altar for God. He built an altar called the place Bethel face to face with God. Then he left to go look for wives. After finding the wives, God was with him. But where he was, was not where God wanted him to be. Yet, God was with him. He became big. The power of God was showing forth in his life. God used his father-in-law to chase him to go back. He went back to the place and called the place El Bethel. Canaan. Then God by himself told him, Jacob, the word of God, settle in this land. Settle. It means stay here. After several years, when Joseph went to Egypt and there was famine, in the land. Did his father not encounter famine? Isaac. Did his grandfather, Abraham, not encounter famine? Was it not the same God that took care of them? Okay. When the famine hit them and only Egypt had food, it was the same Egypt that God told Isaac, don't go, stay here, I'll bless you. The Bible says, Jacob, when he heard his son was there, He could have gone to visit and come back. But the Bible says he carried all his family members. Everything. He went to Egypt. On his way, he went to a particular land before going to Egypt. When he got to that particular land, God said to him, go. I will be with you. And I will make you big. Okay? He thought that was an approval. The first words of God 
is his main word. The second ones are just complimentary. So, he left with them. They carried everything. Their sheep, their goats, everything. They went to Egypt. They, of course, they saw Joseph. Joseph was happy to see them. Joseph introduced them to Pharaoh. They gave them, Pharaoh said, give them a land. He said, what job does your sons do? They said, we are shepherds, but when we came here, we don't have a land to do that. He said, give them a land. Pharaoh used it. It looked like God was with them. The Bible says, and Pharaoh gave them a land and made them shepherds over his flock. So it looked like the hand of God. I'm telling you, that's how Satan deceives people out of the will of God. And things look like it's doing well for them. But I'm telling you something. So they were in a place called Goshen. And the Bible says the Israelites began to magnify. They became plenty. Things were happening for them. Until Joseph died. Pharaoh, who asked Joseph to give them a land, did not sign any contract. It was his mouth. Somebody says, do some papers. Let's go abroad. And then when you go, things begin to abound. One year, you say, oh God is in this place with me. You are not the first one to encounter. When Satan knows you are out of the will of God, he empowers you. In fact, he empowers you to stay out longer. In fact, he empowers you to, to stay out powerfully. So guys, are you listening? When Joseph died, the king who said it also died. So different kings came, died, came, died, came, died. Then one came and said, who are these people in this land? He said, let's torment them. So, they were there. God was with them. But God didn't give the land to them. Because he never said, settle here. He is with you. But he has not given the land to you. When he gives you the land, when they were going back to Canaan, he said he has given the land Canaan to him because that one, he had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that land, he himself said, I will sack all the people from there and give you that land. Note the difference. Let's read. I've given you something. Genesis 35. Please note. So Canaan was not new. Canaan was the original land that Jacob went out of God's view and left the place because of hunger. So God had to bring them back. But look at what they went through. To come back to a land which Jacob got free when there was no man. He just met God face to face. Now God had to go ahead and destroy enemies and do a work with them for 40 good years before they came back to the same place. When God asked you to sit here, whether the circumstance is okay or not, you stay. Because coming back might not be smooth. So let's go. So we'll read here, we'll read from 1 to 6. Then you jump to chapter 46, okay? Okay, I've given you a summary, so look at it. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to what? Bethel. And what? And what? 
So what God wanted for him to what? To dwell, settle there. Meaning the land is yours. And make there an altar unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fledest from the face of Esau, thy brother. He means that when your brother Esau wanted to kill you, this was the first place, the same place I met you. This is the same place that I met you. Go back there. But you see, when he met God the first time, he was the only person. There was nobody there with him. But he didn't know in him were nations. You see, you will never know what God has for you. What you carry inside. Charlie, the guy left. He go look for wives. Canality. Canality. Look at where he went through. Even in getting the wives. 14 good years of hard labor for common wives. It was a signal that the first wife you wanted, you didn't get. Uh -uh, Things are not working. But you see, when you are out of the will of God, Satan gives you every reason to think that whatever you are doing is right. You will never listen to counsel. You will never listen to advice. You will never listen to anybody because he has put a voice in your head that whatever you are doing is right. He's trying to keep you outside the will of God. And God said unto Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel, the place where you saw me face to face. Go there and dwell. He even said, Make there an altar unto God. That God, that God that appeared unto you when thou fledest from the face of Esau, thy brother. Let's do NLT from here. So Jacob told everyone in his household. Get rid of all your pagan idols. Purify yourselves and put on clean clothing. We are now going to Bethel. The will of God. The will of God. Let's go back to the will of God. Where I will build an altar to the God who answered. To the God who answered when I was in distress. He has been with me wherever I have gone. So he confirmed. That he was with him. God was with him in his father-in-law's house. But that territory was for his father-in-law. So God can be with you in a place. And you don't have authority over the place. Until he gives you the land. It's not yours, but he can be with you. You can do big things, but you won't settle. Because that's not where he wants for you. Are you learning so they gave Jacob all their pagan idols and earrings and he buried them under the great tree near Shechem. As they set out, a terror from God spread over the people in all the towns of that area. So no one attacked Jacob's family. Look at the protection. Look at protection. Because he said, he said go. So he made the provision, the protection. Follow the word of God and you are protected in the word of God. So they set out a terror from God spread over the people in all the town of that area. So no one attacked Jacob's family. He himself caused it. God caused it for the sake of a man 
Who is obeying his will? Or the word. Go for the word. You, you haven't seen God's protection yet until you go for his word. For us, how do we encounter God's word? In Romans 12, 2. He said that when you renew your mind, then you can know what is the, what, the good and the perfect will of God, even for your life. The word. Verse 6. Eventually, Jacob and his household arrived at what? Last. Also called what? Bethel. Where? Canaan. Where? Canaan. So Bethel was in Canaan. So Jacob was originally in Canaan. The Canaan he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob was the one who got there. But he didn't stay. Jacob built an altar there and named the place El Bethel, which means God of Bethel. But Bethel also means face to face with God. So I don't know how you say it in English. The God of the face to face God. <laughs> because God had appeared to him there when he was fleeing from his brother. Is all. Soon after this, okay, so here was where he was going on the way to Migdal-Eda when Benoni was born and, ben and all that. But go to chapter 46. Let's see. So Jacob set out for Egypt. So now he's leaving Canaan. Where is he going? Egypt. With all his possessions. And when he came to Beersheba, he offered sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. During the night, God spoke to him in a vision. Jacob, Jacob. Here I am, Jacob replied. I am God, the God of your father. The voice said, do not be afraid to go into Egypt. For there I will make you, your family into a great nation. So this is what he said. Abi, you won't go. Now, if you read carefully, God is not saying this because of Jacob. God is doing this because he, he promised his father and his grandfather. When it was Isaac's turn, and Isaac decided to leave, when God said you shouldn't go, when God came, he said, I am doing this for you because of your father Abraham. When he got to Jacob, who has left the will of God, the place of settlement, God says, I am the God of your father. Couldn't he be his God? So God says, I will be with you. But he didn't say, I will give Egypt to you. That's the two differences you should know. You can, you can go off the will of God. And you see, it's like God is with you. It's like God, you haven't settled though. You haven't settled. Don't worry. Let's follow the story. You will see that going out of the will of God, in the process, it looks like God is with you. But the consequence, the reason why he's protecting you, whatever he was protecting you from, you enter into it. But who said God was not with them when they were being lashed? Because he was seeing them. He said, I've seen their tears. I've seen their pain. I've heard their cry. He was there. But he couldn't do anything because he didn't send them there. I will go with you down to Egypt and I will bring you back again. You will die in Egypt. But Joseph will be with you to close your eyes. 
Why will he die in Egypt? In Israel, those times, you must die and be buried amongst your people. Why would he die in Egypt? So Jacob left Bathsheba. Now look at it. And his sons took him to Egypt. They carried him and their little ones and their wives in the wagons Pharaoh had provided for them. They also took all their livestock and all their personal belongings they had acquired in the land of so, do you think it was when he left that God now made the place milk and honey? So, Jacob and his entire family went to Egypt. Why? Food. Famine, food. That's why I used two days to talk to you about money. Because money can make you sleep. We read it. Wrong doctrine. You sleep out of the will of God. His sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters, all his descendants, they left. These are the names of the descendants. Now look at here. These are the names of the descendants of Israel, the sons of Jacob. I told you something about this. Can you see something here? These are the names of the descendants of Israel, the sons of Jacob. God looked at his spiritual side. As the fulfillment of my prophecy, then you look at his earthly human side. Who went to Egypt? Exactly. It was his human side that went to Egypt. Flesh. Flesh. Yet God considered the spiritual state. It's like you and I. God has a spiritual purpose for you. But your flesh can go its way. God will still describe you, but he will describe your flesh. Yeah, Jacob have I loved. Esau have I hated. Esau flesh. Jacob, who went to Egypt? Why Israel? Because Israel, he was pregnant with nations. And those nations were spiritual. He could give birth to them anywhere. And he could raise them anywhere. But Jacob went. You see, when, I, when his sons went to Egypt, God didn't say anything. He never said anything that the sons went. I, do you see him talking about the son? But when the father, the one he had covenant with, when he went, he spoiled the thing. That's how Moses, I showed you. Reuben was Jacob's oldest son. The sons of Reuben were Hanok, Palu, Hezron, Kami. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jakin, Zohar, and Shaul. Shaw's mother was a Canaanite woman. The sons of Levi were Geshon, Koath, Merari. The sons of Judah were Er, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. Though Er and Onan had died in the land of Canaan. Keep hearing Canaan, Canaan, Canaan. The sons of Issachar were Tola, Pua, Jashu, and Shimron. The sons of Zebulon. It might not be interesting for you, but I'm training myself not to skip names. You have trained yourself to jump them. So anytime I read my Bible and I get there, I read it. The Holy Ghost put it there. So I must read. The sons of Zebulun were Zerid, Elon, Jalil. They were the sons of Leah and Jacob who were born in Padan Aram in addition to their daughter Dinah. 
the number of Jacob's descendants, male and female, through Leah was 33. The sons of God were Zephon, Hagi, Shuni, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Areli. The sons of Asher were Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Beria. Their sister was Sarah. Beria's sons were Heba and Machiel. These were the sons of Zilpah, the servant given to Leah by the father Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Zilpah was 16. So 33, 16. The sons of Jacob's wife Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. Joseph's sons, born in the land of Egypt, were Manasseh and Ephraim. Their mother was Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, the priest of On. Benjamin's sons were Bela, Beka, Ashbel, Gera, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. These were the sons of, if you have the accordion Bible, maybe one day I come to sleep and you see this, just click and check the meaning of the names. Some of them are exciting. You know why he gave these names. He doesn't give names for fun. These were the sons of Rahel and Jacob. The number of Jacob's descendants through Rachel was 14. The son of Dan was Hushim. The sons of Naphtali were Jezeel, Guni, Jeze, and Shilem. These were the sons of Bila, the servant given to Rachel by her father, Laban. The number of Jacob's descendants through Bilhah was seven. The total number of Jacob's direct descendants who went with him to Egypt, not counting his son's wives, was 66. In addition, Joseph had two sons who were born in Egypt, so altogether there were 70, 70 members of Jacob's family in the land. So there's 70 families. 70 families. So family heads. As they neared their destination, Jacob sent Judah ahead to meet Joseph and get directions to the region of Goshen. Because Goshen was where Joseph wanted to give to them. A place where they were protected and surrounded from all the other Egyptians. And when they, uh, they finally arrived there, so what? They have arrived to Egypt. So indeed, we have seen in scripture that they left Canaan and arrived in Egypt. Now remember in the Bible, Egypt stands for the world. The place of common. Egypt means common. Okay? So the Bible says that Jesus, in the book of Psalms, he said, for my son will come from Egypt. Which means he will be sanctified from common. He will be called out of the many. So Jesus had to go to Egypt by the powerful works of Herod to fulfill prophecy. Because Jesus is not among everybody. He's a sanctified one. Do you get it now? Yes, sir. Yeah. So he came out of Egypt. When people are coming out of that's why he stopped Isaac from going to Egypt. Isaac wanted to be like everybody else. But God says, no, stay here. Don't join the many. I will bless you here. Joseph prepared his chariot and traveled to Goshen to meet his father, Jacob. When Joseph arrived, he embraced his father and wept, holding him for a long time. Finally, Jacob said to Joseph, now I am ready to die. Since I have seen your face again and know you are still alive. And Joseph said to his 
brothers and to his father's entire family. I will go to Pharaoh and tell him, my brothers and my father's entire family have come to me from the land, from the land, from the land, from the land of Canaan. God's ultimate place and purpose for the plan for them. They have left and they have come to a place that looks like everything is rosy. Everything is working. Everything is powerful. Protection from everyone. Good food. Even the king knows us. It looked like everything was working. Let's continue. These men. Listen, the Holy Ghost gave me this revelation in 15 minutes. You were there. 15 minutes. And the thing was coming. I was writing. So he wants you to know. These men are shepherds. So, they raise livestock. They are brought with them their livestock and herd and everything they own. Everything. Then he said, when Pharaoh calls for you and asks you about your occupation, you must tell him, we, your servants, have raised livestock all our lives and as our ancestors have always done. When you tell him this, he will let you live here in the region of Goshen. So now, God is not giving them the land of Goshen. Man is giving them the land of Goshen. If man gives it to you, man can suck you. For the Egyptians despise shepherds. Go on. Good. That's what I'm looking for. 47. Then Joseph went to see Pharaoh and told him, My father and my brothers have arrived from the land of Canaan. <laughs> They have come with all their flocks and herd and possessions and they are now in the region of Goshen. Joseph took five of his brothers with him and presented them to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh asked the brothers, what is your occupation? They replied, we, your servants, are shepherds just like our ancestors. Exactly as Joseph asked them to say. We have come to live here in Egypt for a while. That was supposed to be the thing. But you will see, it wasn't a while. For there is no pasture for our flocks in Canaan. The famine is very severe there. So please, we request permission to live in the region of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Now that your father and brothers have joined you here, choose any place. Wow, God is amazing. Miracle working God. He's making all things land. Oh, glory. God of wonders. Choose any place in the entire land of Egypt for them to live. But he didn't say, sign a contract and give it to them. He just said with his mouth because he was a king. But he didn't know his royalty is limited. In fact, his life, the end of his life is the limitation of his royalty. So a king can say, I give you this land. He dies and another takes from you. But when God, the king of kings, when he says, take this, nobody can take it from you. Give them the best land of Egypt. Let them live in the region of Goshen. And if any of them have special skill, put them in charge of my livestock too. Hallelujah. I'm sure that's what they said. Glory. Oh, God of wonders. Things are fine. Things are fine. Don't, make, don't leave God's will. 
Because by the time you know that you are out of God's will, it would have been too late. I just knew Satan was involved in this. Then Joseph brought in his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. How old are you? Pharaoh asked him. Jacob spoke by revelation. Yet, he missed it. Jacob replied, the days of the years of my pilgrimage. So the guy knew. Yet, he missed the mark. Few and evil have the days of the years of my life been, and have not attained unto the days of the years of my life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. Okay, 10. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh again before leaving his court. Okay? Okay. Now, go to Exodus chapter 1. Now the story is about to change. We are already, we are seeing it. These are the names of the sons of Israel. That is Jacob. Who moved to Egypt? Who moved to Egypt with their father? Each with his family. Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, Benjamin, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. In all, Jacob had 70 descendants in Egypt, including Joseph, who was already there. In time, Joseph and all his brothers died, ending the entire generation. Trouble don't come. But their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly. Why? God is with them. When God is with you, multiplication. That they became extremely powerful and filled the land. Which land? Goshen. They filled the place. So God is with them. God is with them. Look at the next one. Eventually. Eventually, a new king came. To power in Egypt. Who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. Which means that when that king died, another king came, died. Another king came, died. Another king came, died. Another king came, died. Several kings, pharaohs came. Died and gone. Nobody remembered any Joseph. He said to his people, look, the people of Israel now outnumber us and are stronger than we are. We must make a plan to keep them from growing even more. If we don't, and if war breaks, this is the voice of the devil, if the war breaks out, they will join our enemies to fight against us. Then they will escape from the country. So the Egyptians made the Israelites their slaves. They appointed brutal slave drivers over them, hoping to wear them down with crushing labor. They forced them to build the cities of Python and Ramses are supply centers for the king. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more the Israelites multiplied and spread and the more alarmed the Egyptians became. It is not every open door that God was happy that you go for. You might go in it might look like nothing. It might look like people are wishing you evil. When actually they are using the Holy Spirit in them to advise you. 
You know, that's how people are like. Especially when God is using you to raise people. And you can tell this person is about to wander. And you are doing everything to tell, don't go. It's not all the best out there. They think that you don't wish them well. Listen, the Bible says, in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. The word saves you. If Jacob has stayed in Canaan, they would have been fine. But God knew. God knew. That's why he told Abraham that your people, they will become slaves. God didn't work it. God didn't work it because God gives man's will to him. So if Jacob had stayed in Canaan, he would have been in God's perfect will. But God knew the heart of man. He started life with two wives. That, that was his problem. No, because if he had one wife and one child or two, the famine would not be too much. Or, or even if God was giving him the nations, because God is giving him the nations, God, so God changed his name from Jacob to Israel, God would have provided for his children. But he was giving birth with his own wives. He was giving birth with servants. So, right from the onset, his heart started wandering. His heart started wandering. He liked fair girl. Oh, 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 that's what the Bible says. Rachel was fair and beautiful. You forget about that one. But what I want to tell you is that the guy made a mistake. Your first choices. You think it was in the will of God for him to marry two wives at a go? No, sir. I don't believe so. Who said God wants you to? You don't know God. God wants you to suffer for seven years to get a reward. The God of grace. Your hearts begin to wander. When you are being advised, stop this. Don't go here. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. Charlie, the voice of God. God was stopping Jacob from all this torture. That will come, the Bible says, eventually. In other words, that thing was already there. Don't enter. Don't. The guy entered. So the Egyptians worked the people of Israel without mercy. They made their lives bitter, forcing them to mix mortar and make bricks and do all the works in the field. They were ruthless in all their demands. But you see, when Joseph was there, life was rosy. Charlie, that was the time somebody should have had sense to say, let's go back. We have enjoyed more because we, we are pilgrims. You told Pharaoh that you'll be here for a while. Let's go back to Canaan. That is where God told Jacob, dwell. No, sir. You think it's every enjoyment and freedom. No, hold on, no. You think it's every freedom that God permits or God is happy about. If your freedom is not from his word or his leading, there will be an eventual consequence. 
he can be with you. So see, he was with them. Because the Bible says the more they beat them, the more, the more they multiplied. So God was with them. Is it not the same sign he showed Joseph and God was with Joseph and everything he touched was a blessing? That's God's nature. But God didn't give them Goshen. So you are in Goshen, but it's not your land. The land God wanted for was Canaan. So you see, I will show you. Look at it. Exodus 33, 1, 2, 3. After all this journey, now look at what God said. The Lord said to Moses, get going. Get going. You and the people you brought out from the land of Egypt. Go up to the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them I will give this land to your descendants. I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, the Jebusite. How did these guys get to Canaan? Because Jacob fled, left Canaan. Thinking for the 430 plus years, the land was going to be bare waiting for you. Don't let bad people, enemies, occupy your land. Where God, because you were stubborn, stiff-necked. By the time you come back, they will be there. And it will be difficult to drive them out. God knew these guys, people, men, they, they couldn't have driven these people out. So he said, I will send an angel before you. So supernaturally, God was going to drive these mighty men out of the land. The land that is originally yours. There are some prayers you are praying today. That you should not be praying about. There are some contention that you should not be contending about. Because you left the will of God out of pride, out of out of pride, out of ego. You left the will of God. You stop coming to church. You stop listening to the word of God. Oh, people are talking about oh, you don't listen to it. Because all oh, you are bent on making money, earthly foolishness. You become a rebel in your heart. Your heart is wandering. Don't worry. The next time around, you will need an angel of the Lord. Now remember, the Canaanites are also nations. Amorite, Hittite, Perizzite, Hivite, Jebusite. They are also, everyone is a family or a nation. So they've come to replace you. Go up to this land that flows with milk. Charlie, that land already was flowing with milk and honey. But I will not travel among you. God said, I will not. I will not travel among you. For you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. You should be glad we are saved by grace. When the people heard these ten words, they went into mourning and stopped wearing their jewelries and fine clothes. They cried. They wept that God is not going with us. Because when they were increasing in Egypt and think they were eating the cucumber and all the onions and everything, they forgot God. They forgot God. There are certain doors that opens for you to forget God. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised. Hold fast. Hold fast your faith. In fact, in the original, there is no let us. It is hold fast the profession. 
of our faith. Hold fast the profession. The right profession is confession. The confession of your faith. The confession of your faith. The confession of your faith. That's why I began by telling you that faith is that which grips hope into his hands and will not let you go. Water your faith with thanksgiving. With giving glory to God. You see, you joke with all spiritual activities. That is how your heart begins to wander. Look at, look at the testimony God gave to the people. So he is not giving them the land because of them. If it's not because of Jesus, there are certain things that will never have happened for you or me. He said, I will let an angel, which means that God could have gone. God himself was with Jacob. He was with Isaac. He was with Abraham. But with you, I'll let my angel go. Why? Because you are stubborn. Rebellious people. And when we say you are rebellious, that's what? Unbelieving. You are just unbelieving. Hard in heart. Don't put yourself in a situation where God himself should have come or should have shown up in a particular situation, but he refused. Even though you are born again. Because the Bible teaches you every time that God dislikes unbelief. So that instead of God himself showing up in your case, he sends an angel to do that. Look at how Moses came out of Egypt. He was not a holy guy. So God himself couldn't give him the commandment after he had, he had messed up breaking the thing. God called him all, but God didn't give it to him. God gave the tablet to an angel to give it to him. You think, you think the God, he's a holy God. Don't fool yourself and think you are saved so you can just do things anyhow. No, no, he still remains the same. He hasn't changed. He only looks at you in Christ. That's all. Yet, in his word, he has given you directions. He has given you his word. How to live after being saved. He said, pray without ceasing. He said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He said, renew your mind. He has given you his word. But human beings are stiff-necked. Stubborn. Stay with the word of God. You are free. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-L Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny. Daniel Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting prints and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International, contact 7
Francis on plus two three three five four seven two two one seven seven three or plus two three three five zero four three two eight nine five nine for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean, and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory, and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed. Oh, 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 o